I think as people kind of, there's, there's a huge educational aspect mm -hmm. to, to selling them. So a lot of people don't know what they are at first, but then they try them and they really like them. And as more people are looking to shop local and eat local and minimize their environmental footprint of their diet, I think they're going to catch on. Welcome to Colin Megley's interviews with entrepreneurs. Guys, the best time to start a business is not tomorrow, it's not next month, but it's right now. Let me help you cut your learning curve in half as I interview successful entrepreneurs and I relay their knowledge and wisdom they've learned throughout the years directly to you. Because when you learn more, you earn more. Alright, what's up guys? I'm here today with Joe Rigoroso. He is the CEO and founder of Infinity Greens. Infinity Greens grows and sells microgreens here in the Binghamton, New York area. Thanks for coming on, Joe. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. So, uh, first off, um, what are microgreens? So, for people who don't know, most people really aren't familiar with them. They're just the baby versions of plants. So, we grow them indoors year-round. They're just anything from sunflower greens to broccoli to mustards, uh, any kind of green or vegetable in its first two weeks of life. So, some of them are a week old when we're harvesting them. Some are two weeks, but they're all just a bit the babies. So we uh, grow them as microgreens because they're really nutrient dense, they're really flavorful, and they're really easy to use too. So they're pretty great. So uh, are these like a new thing? Like did they just start springing up or has it been like they've been around for a while? They, um, they started primarily out west in California mm -hmm. in the 90s when the veganism movement was rising up and chefs yep. were looking for cool things to do. And then since then there's been, across, uh, across the world really, there's been People growing up, growing microgreens for themselves, for restaurants, like as a business. Um, so there's a few suppliers. There's one guy in Long Island who's now he services all of Whole Foods. So there's definitely wow. it's de it's a new and upcoming business, but there's definitely some out there for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, how are they grown? Um, like as opposed to just traditional like garden vegetables. So there's two ways to do it. People do it hydroponically with like a mat, and then like grow like a solution, mm -hmm. uh, but we do it soil-based. So we just put soil down, we put the seeds down, we mist them in, and then we have them on a watering system. And then in about a week or two, they're ready to eat. And is there like an advantage to soil over? Uh, from what we found, it's really just nature knows best. Mm -hmm. You know, the hydroponics, you have to add chemicals and then it's not really a natural thing as much. And um, I've just seen a lot of people run into issues doing it like that. So we don't try to cut any corners that way. We found, uh, we tried a few different things at first, and soil really just is king, really. It works the best, and the plants like it the best, so that's... Yeah, and, and you're not, like, using any pesticides or anything yeah, like that, that's, so it's all that's it's the all beauty natural. of it. They get all their energy from the seed, mm -hmm. so you don't need to add any fertilizers. <coughs> it's indoors, so you don't need any pesticides, and it's just the seeds naturally growing. So, um, I know there's a lot of advantages to microgreens, like, why... Why are they better than normal greens or just in certain instances? Yeah, so for us, uh, they're better because we can grow them year-round, you know, as opposed to uh, waiting three months to harvest one head of broccoli. It takes us seven days to harvest a square of broccoli, and then wow. the plants themselves are a lot more nutrient-dense, too. It's hard to point to, like, an exact scientific study because there's a few have been done with different, uh, you know, criterias and results and stuff, mm -hmm. but all of them point to the fact that microgreens are more nutrient dense than yeah. the adult greens so there's that do you think like uh they're gonna become more and more popular uh, as a future yeah i think as people kind of 
there's, there's a huge educational aspect mm-hmm. to, to selling them. So a lot of people don't know what they are at first, but then they try them and they really like them. And as more people are looking to shop local and eat local and minimize their environmental footprint of their diet, I think they're going to catch on. Yeah, because before I heard of Infinity Greens, I had no idea what microgreens were. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's really interesting. So just a little bit about your company. Are there any, like, competitors in the Binghamton area, or is it kind of just you? So there was, when we first started, there was uh, Nanico Gardens over in Endicott. They were growing microgreens a little bit, but they weren't really focusing on microgreens. Mm-hmm. So they had, uh, you know, maybe four or five restaurants in the area. And then we came in and kind of undercut them. And then they they have so much else to focus on that yeah. they don't do microgreens anymore, but we buy our soil from them. So that's, you know, a good partnership mm-hmm. that came out of that. Um, but other than them, there seems like there's a small farm out in Ithaca doing it. And there's like, like I said, there's a big guy on Long Island doing all the whole foods down there. And then there's another out in Massachusetts. There's this, uh, business they started about five years ago. Now they're all over Massachusetts, pretty much Rhode Island area, but there's no one really in central New New York capitalizing on it. So do you think like that, are you looking to expand outside and kind of, uh, reach that unmarked? Our untapped market? Yeah, there's a few different ways we could go about expanding. Right now, one of our goals is to get into a warehouse around here and then talk to distributors and expand like that. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a big potential for that. So you currently supply to uh, a lot of the restaurants around here, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, we do eight restaurants, um, big names like Dos Rios, Social on State, mm-hmm. Remlicks, PS Restaurant in Bestel, uh, Las Chicas out in Owego. So we're, we get around. Yeah. So now I know you're a pretty humble guy, but just brag a little bit. Like, what are some of your uh, biggest accomplishments? Sure. Um, well, last year was my last year as a senior at Binghamton. Mm-hmm. So there was this uh, collegiate New York State business plan competition. And I, I had applied in as a junior with like just the bare bones of the business, you know, like really last minute pitch deck. It was really bad. Yeah. Uh, so we, we lost. We, we didn't even make it past the regional round. So I made it my goal last year to get into the. Uh, New York State competition, and we ended up taking first place in sustainability. So that was wow. ten grand and first place. So that was cool. Yeah, and then, suck. Uh, yeah, suck. yeah, definitely. And then when we got started with the business, we were working in uh, Tony Frontera's entrepreneurship class, oh, yeah. and we ended up winning that class. It was a business plan competition, and that gave us uh, our first five grand to get started. So we've we've gone, and then we've gotten a little money from the school here and there. So we've gotten over fifteen thousand dollars in capital that we didn't really have to raise. So that's bragging rights for that, I guess. <laughs> wow. And then um, other than that, you know, other than that money, I, I put in a little bit of my own savings and I've been able to grow it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. With just There's just two of us in the business now and there's no outside capital. And there's that's one of my goals has been to stay, uh, you know, to not sell out at least too to stay, soon. Stay like small yeah. as long as you can, right? Yeah, exactly. So you, you started this in college, right? In yeah. your dorm room. Yep. Could you just tell a little bit about that? Sure, right? yeah. So um, it was junior year. I went uh, from living in Hinman to Hillside. So basically the dorms to apartments, mm-hmm. but you know, still on campus. And at that point, I wasn't doing the meal plan anymore. I was shopping at Wegmans. I was trying to eat healthy and get produce and all that. But it was just, you know, you go to Wegmans, you buy spinach, it goes bad. Or like salads just kind of suck to eat. So yeah. it's like eating healthy is not really cheap or fun sometimes. Uh, so I was looking into ways I could grow my own greens and like if you wanted to grow lettuce like that like one you'd need to add some kind of fertilizer to it and two you just can't do it in a windowsill yeah uh, so I was trying to figure out what I could possibly do in the dorm because 
spring semester is really winter semester and there's no <laughs> yeah, there's no here. yeah, there's no shot of growing anything outside. So about January, halfway through junior year, I found out about microgreens just through YouTube, just found out about them. And I bought a few seeds to start them out, just like sunflowers, peas, and I think broccoli. I was doing those three. And I was just doing them in my dorm room, just kind of in the lounge area, just just one grow light. And it was enough for me to eat, and my friends were liking them, so it kind of took on. Mm-hmm. And then I was in that business plan uh, class, the Entrepreneurship 460. And it was just good timing because the whole premise of that class was create a business plan, uh, 20-page business plan, have a team and do that. So in the beginning of that semester, I was starting to grow microgreens, and I had the idea, I put it to paper, and it just took off from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So did you have like a history in gardening, or was it you just kind of found it? In- yeah. Um, throughout <coughs> high school, I kind of became more and more active in my parents' garden, you know, mm-hmm. the family garden. My parents were getting busier doing stuff, and the garden was a little bit more neglected, so I kind of picked up and just started doing that. Then came to Binghamton University, didn't really do much in terms of gardening for the first two years, you know, just kind of living life. Yeah. And then, um, you know, got the, the green thumb craving, I guess. And then I started growing the microgreens. So no stranger to the gardening lifestyle. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I'm sure it saves a lot of money because I know, like, if you want to eat, eat healthy on campus, it's like the salad bar. And that's yeah. like $5 for a salad. And yeah, that, yeah. that really hurts your meal plan. So could you talk a little bit about the transition from you had this kind of dorm room startup and now you're in an incubator. How did you how did you bridge that gap? Yeah, so it was definitely tough. Those first few months were the biggest challenge we mm-hmm. faced. Um, going out of the dorm room, we were living on the south side. I mean, doing everything in our apartment. It was like an old house. You got mold problems. Then, mm-hmm. like, for one week, it was like 95 degrees every day. So everything was just, like, dying. And um, that wasn't so good. So, you know, beginning of summer, we were kind of struggling to get sales, to grow the plants, figure everything out. Then we came to one of their uh, breaking down the silos mixers here. Saw the incubator, checked it out, new building, great space, yeah. and uh, they had like, back then it was just opening up, so they had maybe 30% occupancy, so they got us right in here, and then in here they gave us a controlled environment to get everything honed in, and uh, we started picking up more sales, and it started growing from there. Wow. So uh, you do own a business, and there's going to be challenges along the way, so what would you say was like your biggest setback to date? Uh, the biggest <coughs> setback initially was uh, the environment for the plants, you know, mm-hmm. growing them, figuring out what grows, uh, how to grow everything, the timing for everything, because the plants themselves are really finicky. You know, you can have a business plan and have a good business mindset, but the plants are everything, you yeah. know. So get doing that initially was the biggest challenge. And then another one uh, was senior year. I had started the business with two of my friends, and we had an agreement if they wanted to just help for the summer and then they wanted to just go on with their academic lives, that would be fine. So they ended up leaving that September and then I was taking 16 credits as a senior and it went from a three-person business to one person. Yeah. And then that was like the biggest challenge. Those few months were really a lot of work. So why why didn't you just give up? I mean, it was kind of like a side hustle, right? You you pitched it to some some professors, but why why didn't you just, okay, I'll, I'll find a regular job? Yeah, I, I mean, graduate? at that point, it was definitely... A consideration but I was putting in like 80 90 hour work weeks just to get school done and the business done and it was kind of that adrenaline rush you feel from starting something up and just mm-hmm. just winging it pretty much every day so it was a lot of fun for as much work as it was like I definitely slept in here a few nights but um you know it's paying off now I, even now everything just gets easier really so 
Definitely worth it. And you kind of thrive on that, like, unknown. Yeah. Like, you don't know what's going to happen when you come into work the next day. Yeah, definitely. Day-to-day, like, what's one of the things you struggle with? So, um, time management is a big one. Uh, Like, pretty much every entrepreneur will answer Mm -hmm. that to that question. Uh, Because there's, in every business, there's, like, so many different aspects. And then there's family life and friends and your own health. And you can't really manage everything. So, I pretty much just... For the most part, I try to plan out my day as effectively as I can and get as much done as I can. But I know I, I'm at this point. I know that I will never accomplish everything I try to do in a day. Mm-hmm. So definitely figuring out the top priorities and getting those done is the biggest challenge. If I want to go out today and I want to start growing my own greens in my dorm room, how would I go about doing it? Um, well, you could go online and do what we did and do some research and try buying some different things and some different seeds. Or you can get in touch with us, and we'll help you. We'll we'll help you do the best that we can. Start growing. Right now, we're working on kits that probably in the next few months will be. Hopefully, we'll be able to bring to market, but maybe it'll be like a year or so. But where our goal is to create turnkey kits, so people who are trying to grow microgreens themselves have the ability to do it easily. Because there's some kits out there. Uh, you know, there's seeds you can find, but there's no real guide to growing them. That just like this is what you need to do. And then there's some information, but it really depends on your environment. So we really want to help people grow them as conveniently as they can. So in the future, we'll be coming out with kits. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're in Binghamton and you want to just get in touch, ask some questions or buy some seeds, uh, we're always happy to do that. Yeah, do you want to like plug your website? Sure, yeah. Um, so you can check us out at Infinity Greens on social media, infinitygreens.com. And we're at the Broome County Regional Market every Saturday. And it's infinity with an I, not Infinity with an I, that's right, yeah. All right, well, thank you. Thanks for being yeah. on the episode. I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to, I'm definitely interested in buying those kits, so I'd, yeah. love to, I'd love to learn more about that. Definitely. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right, thanks again for listening. Make sure to go check out my website, www.colinmegley.com. From there, you can sign up for my mailing list to receive updates on future podcasts, as well as to make sure you'll never miss a new episode. And feel free to DM me on Instagram at Colin Megley. You can request future entrepreneurs or leave any feedback you may have. No request is too big or too small. I look forward to hearing from you and stay tuned for new updates.